0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers. I'm your host, Dorothy Graham-Odell. And today I have the distinct pleasure of bringing Jessica Besler McCracken to the show. Welcome, Jessica.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So it's really ironic because Jessica and I used to live in the same town. We went to the same school. She was only in my brother's class. Uh, So I'm a little bit older, but we won't go there. (laughs) Just a, little longer. It's all right. just a little just a little but it, it's funny how life happens because you know you're doing life and then all of a sudden uh your past comes up and and there it is and it, it's not like it's a bad thing it's a, a wonderful thing so um you know we reconnect with with past present and future and here we are today so welcome to the show i'm excited thank
1: you i'm excited too i can't wait to chat
0: Ah, uh, yes. So Jessica, tell us a little bit about your overcoming story.
1: So about four and a half years ago on my 39th birthday, I had an aneurysm rupture on my aorta. And if you don't know what your aorta is, I didn't either. Um, it's your main artery that goes from your heart all the way down to your, to your groin and then splits off into your legs. So, um, really, really long story short, I had to have emergency open heart surgery. And it was a ten-hour surgery to save my life, so I had to have um, part of my aorta fixed. the The rest has been left to heal on its own. So it's been a long journey this past four and a half years of just health and being stopped, literally almost dead in my tracks, um, and just focusing on my healing and taking care of myself. This last four and a half years, I've um, I'm an elementary school teacher by trade, so 20 years of teaching, which is my passion and I love it. And I did try to go back um, in 2020 for a year and a little bit, but um, unfortunately my body is not able to do it. So um, I've just been trying to rest and heal and focus on my health and focusing on moving forward after life did not go as planned, so...
0: Right. And, you know, as women, sometimes we do like a lot of different things and go, go, go all the time. So would you say that has been the hardest thing in the last four and a half years, not to be able to just jump into everything that you used to do?
1: Yes, it's uh, it's hard. My husband jokes that sometimes he needs to just like keep a lid on it. So, yeah, I've always been you know, I've always volunteered. I've always been active with my kids sports and, you know, volunteer coaching for soccer and just busy, a busy mom and a busy wife. And like I said, teaching was my passion. So it's been, it's been hard. I've had to grieve that process. And um, I'm still hopeful. I remain an employee of the school board, but I'm just kind of on an extended medical leave. I'm hopeful one day I will be healthy enough and strong enough to get back. But um, I just had a little bit of a setback uh, in February and had to be rushed to the emergency room again. I've got a little more damage that just been caused by all the damage that uh, that happened so I'm just, I, something's
0: happened on my
1: phone. Technical, <laughs> technical difficulties. Okay, there, there
0: we go. go. Yes. Right. And, you know, that's what happens when we go live, right? It, it never fails. There's always something. But that's what life's all about. And that's why I love doing live on the show because we're doing life. And this yeah. is life, guys. You know, this isn't, life is not perfect. And and, and neither is anything that we do. So, you know, I, I just, uh, it's funny because as a overachiever, I would really get upset when something like that happened. And now I just learned to go with the flow.
1: (laughs) I love that because that has been literally like the last four and a half years, you know, you think, you think you have your healing planned out too. And it's been like this, I thought would be what was happening. And it's just been so yes, yeah. you roll with the punches and whatever comes at you, you, you try to deal with it. So that's exactly, e-
0: yeah. exactly. So is the the condition that you had um, is is that like a, a normal? I, I would say not normal. It's not something that I've heard a lot of. And I mean, in our family, we've dealt with anything from heart and stroke to diabetes to cancer. So um, tell us a little bit about you know that about that. Like is. And yeah. how, what you're able to accomplish with sharing your story.
1: So, I'm really passionate about sharing about aortic health. And there's actually a nonprofit foundation I'm a part of, and I do some writing for them on the website. Um, just it's called Aortic Hope and it's just teaching about aortic health. And there are many, many different aortic issues. Mine was the worst of the worst. So, I had an aneurysm on my aorta that we did not know about. And we're now finding out that it's hereditary. And I've just found out that I probably have a connective tissue disorder too, which would have led to this. So I've finally got a vascular surgeon in London, Ontario, and um, we're getting more answers. So I'm kind of at the point right now that I'm I'm just awaiting more more answers. Um, aortic dissections are very, very uncommon. They usually happen in 70 year old men, bodybuilders and heavy drug users, which I am not any of those. Um, so it was a fluke. It was just like, it was just a fluke and for it to happen on my 39th birthday, it's really fluky. So, um, there, there are foundations like John Ritter that, three's company actor, he passed from an aortic dissection. So it's when your main artery just ruptures like a garden hose. I give the example. So, um, mine was type a and it ruptured right next to my heart. So on my root of my heart, my heart, I, people think that I've had a heart attack and that I should be okay. And I should go back to work, but my heart is healthy. I do have a murmur on my heart. Now they think from my dissection, but pretty well mine dissected all the way from the root of the heart all the way down like I said to my groin where your legs split off and so um they fixed the ascending part of my aorta and uh, left the arch and all the way down uh to heal on its own and it still hasn't and it's gotten worse actually in the last little while so um yeah, it's not a very common thing. No one knows what an aorta is. Like, people just think, oh, it's your heart. No, it's my my heart's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't have any stress. I can't lift over 10 pounds. I was getting up to an hour on my feet, like having an hour walk or doing gentle yoga. And now I'm back down to about 15 minutes, just yeah. because the blood is not going into my legs so um yeah it's kind of a it's another it's another setback after a big setback but it's all good and i'm just trying to remain positive and have a positive mindset and finding ways to heal and share my story and tell tell people that it's okay to have you know i have been diagnosed with lots of mental health um disorders but I'm speaking out about it because that's part of my therapy. My therapists and my mental health team and my, my actual physical health team are really encouraging me to share. So that's why I'm kind of here to share my story that it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, I have PTSD. I have agoraphobia, which is the fear of leaving your safe space at home. I've got social anxiety. I've got health anxiety. I've got a lot of things. So when people see me out in public, And I've lost a lot of weight because I've taken care of myself. I haven't lost the weight. I've released it because I don't want it back. (laughs) But I've lost a lot of weight. So I look healthier now than I did five years ago. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of work for me to get out in public. And it takes me a long time. Like if it were to take you half an hour to get ready and shower and do your hair and off you go. It takes me Mm -hmm. about an hour and a half because I have to sit down and kind of chunk it in steps. So.
0: You know, and I I don't like it when people have that preconceived notion. You know, oh, you look healthy. Well, really, because you you don't you're not in my house. You don't haven't been through what I've been through. Yeah. I think I think everybody on the planet has some form of PTSD, especially from this COVID experience, yeah. uh, and isolation, and then you know you take yourself, which is a, a go getter, out and active in a lot of different things, having a life and death experience, uh, and add that to the stress and the trauma of every day. Um, so it would only seem natural to me that you would have those mental health issues. And that's part of what we do here at Unstoppable Overcomers is we talk about that and end that stigma. Uh, for the last year, we've been helping veterans, you know, with their stories and their PTSD and their traumas. Uh, and what people don't realize is truly the world is under trauma. Um, and, and some people judge and some people don't. Um, but we need to make this normal, uh, and, and not to judge people, um, You know, when you see somebody who appears healthy, but you have no idea what their what their disability is. And I don't even like using the word disability because we are all at different levels and different strengths. Right. Like people before I started my story, people had no idea that I had anxiety. (laughs) You know, they yeah, yeah, I I do a lot of different things, but that doesn't mean that it's easy all the time. That just means that I decide to to get up and do it. Right. And uh, kudos to you for sharing your story, getting it out there. You know and breaking that stigma like you said um and I, the whole premise of starting this show was because we didn't want people to feel alone in their circumstances right and and thank you for speaking out about that and making people aware of you know uh aorta i'm probably going to screw that up aorta aortic, uh, so i
1: had an aortic dissection
0: is what it dissection. is called. but right. there
1: are a lot of aortic Uh, issues. There are people that live with aortic aneurysms that are medically managed. And so it's really important that I take all my medicine and I have medicine that keeps my heart rate super low. So I'm tired all the time. I'm tired all the time. Like my heart rate right now is probably 40 or 50 beats per minute when even, even like, yeah, low forties, normal, like just sitting resting is 70, 80, 90 for normal, normal heart rate. So, you know, just, just me, (laughs) just that alone is, is tiring. But yeah, the whole mental health piece is something I've been really, like really want to promote as an educator for 20 years. I thought I knew, you know, I thought I knew what kids struggled with, Mm -hmm. with anxiety. And now it's like, I had no idea. And I've always been a very empathetic person, but like, if you do not suffer with these things, you don't get it. And like you said, people look at me and they're like, oh, Jess, look at you're like, you look great. Like you're out and about and you're positive and you're happy all the time. I'm not positive and happy all the time. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of, you know, positive mindset to say, "Okay, I've got to go to this hockey game. Like I, you know, I want to watch my son play hockey, but I'm going to be out somewhere that I've never been. So that's very anxiety ridden. And it's been a long it's been a long journey, but. Um, I just, I want to advocate for people that have, have those struggles that aren't maybe as comfortable as I am sharing because I've always been a very, um, open person and sharing what I go through. Um, but yeah, I, it's been, it's been an eye opener even for me that I thought I knew these things,
0: but I, I did not. So would you say that you've two things that come to mind? Would you say that, um, you've had to advocate for your care? And what I mean by that, I know, um, I can't remember if it's in your story on the, your YouTube, um, show or if it was the conversation we had uh, privately, but you had mentioned that your sister is a nurse and without your sister saying, no, wait a minute, check the other arm for your blood yeah. pressure, you might yeah. not be here today. So yeah. ha- tell us a little bit about that, like, and because um, I know in in some of our health journeys with my parents, like we've had to really advocate a- and get out there and and stuff like that. So share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So my sister was at the time, an ICU and ER nurse in Chatham hospital, which is where I was, where I was taken in, in the ambulance and they, I had classic heart attack symptoms. It was like, I was having a heart attack. So like I had the stabbing pain. What had originally happened was I lost my vision and they figured that's when my aneurysm ruptured and I lost all the blood flow to my brain. So my husband jokes, it's, good that I had a big brain before this because I had no blood flow to my brain and um, they couldn't figure it out. I was having all the tests done for heart attack. And this is a big part that I'm advocating for because I even had to just deal with this. Uh, February 16th, I went to emerge with some symptoms and I had to advocate because they did all the tests, the EKGs ha- perfectly fine. My, like I said, my heart is healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So they did all these tests, but that night that I was having my dissection one of my arms, the blood pressure was super low. And I can't remember which one, I think it was, I think it was my right arm because your heart's closer to your left. But my blood pressure was like 70 over 30, like super low, really bad, right? Like your normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. That's like a normal. Um, So I had an IV in the other arm and my sister kept insisting, check her blood pressure on the other arm because she remembered reading two different blood pressures is classic aortic dissection. And she said there was a little blip in her nursing textbook that was like this big, that was all that was said about aortic dissections because most people, when the aneurysm ruptures, they're gone, right? They don't even make it to the hospital. They don't even make it to say something's wrong with me. They just pass away. So she kept insisting and finally they checked and my other arm was like 200 over 120 stroke level. Like, like I don't even know how I was still alive. So they hurried and they did an ultrasound on my aorta and they had seen that it had ruptured like a garden hose, like I said. So yes, I mean, advocating and even like I said, February 16th, when I went to the hospital, I had to advocate. I'm like, I'm an aortic dissection survivor. Like, I still have damage in my aorta. Can you please check? Like, just give me an ultrasound. Give me a chest, chest x-ray. Give me a CT. So they did finally do a CT because I was having two different blood pressures again mm-hmm. in my arms. And I was having chest pains. But they're like, you're fine. Your heart's fine. I'm like, it's not my heart. <laughs> like, I had to get a little sassy. And it was like, it's not my heart, you guys. Like, check this out. So yeah, you have to advocate for yourself. And especially when you know you have something chronic like this. Like I can dissect again at any time, like because of the stress, because of not taking care of myself. So that is my now full-time job to rest and heal and take care of myself and advocate for myself. So we're really excited that I finally have a vascular surgeon. So that was a piece that got missed because I've had four cardiologists in- about a year and a half. At the beginning, I had my actual original surgeon leave three days after my surgery when I was still in the hospital in ICU. Wow! Um, and then I had the next one leave a year later, and then I, I've had two more. So it, it's been kind of a miss, a miss overlooked kind of thing that I didn't have a vascular surgeon. So now I have this little firecracker of an Irish, <laughs> is an Irish? She's an Irish lass, which my husband's Irish, so I'm like, this is going to be good. So she's, um, she's looking into, like, this connective tissue disorder. Um, there's a couple other things that um, we think are hereditary. So we've got to get this looked at for my kids, for my siblings and their kids, mm-hmm. my parents. Um, right. So, yeah. So there's, there's a couple things. Um, yeah.
0: And, and that, that's great. I was going to ask it, you know, if you've had your, the rest of your family checked, but obviously, you know, on that path. Um, and, you know, it's funny, we don't even realize exactly what is hereditary anymore and what, what isn't. And there's a lot of, a lot of different things in between. Right. Um, and, and taking care of your health is important. And I, I totally get that. I, um, as, as somebody who comes from a long line of heart disease, um, relatives i i'm in the journey myself you know just get one test done. oh well that's good but let's try this um when when majority of my family have died in their 50s uh you know and or late 60s i'm just like oh okay so um you know and, a- and like you said advocating for yourself and really making sure that and understanding um you know i think the biggest thing for me is because i can't hear 100 percent everything I get into this like tunnel where then I shut the doctor out cause I don't hear it. So it's, it be pre COVID. We could bring our, our, uh, family members in, you yeah. know, now they don't want anybody else in with you. Um, so, and have you been able to bring your husband along so that he could understand a little bit better too?
1: So this is the thing. So this happened in August of
0: 2018
1: and I was, I was pretty good that I had, so I couldn't drive for a while because I had open heart surgery. I had my sternum sawn from here all the way down to my belly, right? And um, so I couldn't drive for the first three months or so. I'm okay to drive now. Like I'm fine to drive, but yeah. So I would have either my sister, who's the nurse, my mom or dad, and and or my husband. It would just depend Mm -hmm. right on who was coming or we'd take turns. But the other piece of this, so... I do need to have someone with me because the other piece to this is my mental and cognitive function, because I was without any blood to my brain for quite a while when I lost my vision, um, and the aneurysm ruptured, uh, I had damage to my, to my brain, like cognitive cognitively, like my focus and my concentration and like my son's in the shower right now and I can hear him and I'm like, ah, but I'm trying to focus here. So my mental (laughs) capacity is not good just from my aneurysm rupturing but the other piece to that is when you're on a bypass machine a heart bypass machine for as long as i was 10 hours your brain is being kind of deprived of oxygen and what it needs so there's actually a diagnosis called pump head so people that have been on a bypass machine with heart like any kind of heart surgery Mm -hmm. It's actually proven that it's, it's a disorder where you have no concentration, you have no focus, you have no memory. There, there are times where I can't even remember a simple word like cat. I'll be like, did you guys go feed the animal that's outside? Like, I can't remember cat. Like, how do I not remember that? And my just recent new, um, trauma setback here i've really noticed my my mental capacity like i tell my kids the same thing 12 times well they're teenagers so they probably need to hear that but
0: <laughs> anyway but my husband, right like well there's, there's less right? life though because teenagers like kids don't listen to begin with yeah so, <laughs> and the yeah. husband has selective hearing <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. and so then same with ryan he'll be like yeah, you told me this three times already. I'm like, oh well, I guess you needed to hear it again. So, like I have, it's it's not good. So both those pieces, like I have both the mental disability and I have the mm-hmm. physical disability. And you kind of use that word disability, and I I never really liked it either. But now I've had to accept that. Yeah, I have mental disabilities and I have physical disabilities, and that's okay. I'm yeah. here still, right? Like
0: that's right. So and. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like, uh, and um, um, when we're going through something medically, you know, you at first it's just like, well, why me? And then we get angry, uh, and then like, and then raging sometimes. And it's not something that we can help; it's just something that happens. So, have you gone through that? And if so, what are the things that you've done to kind of release that?
1: Oh yes, like I've had so anyone that knows me pre aortic dissection knew I was that teacher that went like 110 all in loved my kids. Like they were my own kids, right? Like I had 25 little extra kids Mm -hmm. and I taught, I taught primary. So like grade two, three was what I was supposed to go into in September when I, uh, before I had my dissection, but I had to, and I still am every day grieving the fact that I don't get to go to work. I don't get to go help kids that I love to help, that I love to interact with. So that's been a really hard, hard grieving process. And I think it's going to, it's going to take a while to continue to grieve, but what I've found, and I've always been a writer, like I love to journal. I love to write. I, I just find it so helpful. And there's some times where I get my journal out, like, like, my kids are like how many journals do you have on the go like i'm looking right here i have about four on my table so i'm always writing but there's sometimes where it's like really angry like i'm really mad i'm really mad that this happened to me this is not how my life should have gone i had it i was like the whole type a control freak life is planned this is what's gonna happen and then nope reset so it's been hard it's been really hard to grieve that and Also, not know what's going to be next because I still have this chronic disorder Mm -hmm. and I can dissect again at any moment. So I have that fear and I really work hard at not having that fear because I'm trying to find joy in the simple things. I'm trying to find joy in the fact that, yeah, I have to have a nap every day and I have to take care of myself and I have to eat healthy and I have to go for you know, 15 minute to half hour walks out in nature. So I'm trying to find Mm. the joy in that kind of thing, but Mm. my writing has really helped. And I've actually published four books um, from the comfort of my couch, (laughs) working slowly through them. Um, It's taken a long time, but I I just find the healing through writing has really helped. And I'm actually encouraging other people to write. And I had a really good friend of mine go through, kind of a surprising divorce. And so she's written a book and she's healed through her writing. So I'm finding other ways to teach. Sure. That's not 25 grade two threes. So, um, but yeah, the healing through writing and I've been in my recovery. I have time to lay around and try to find things to keep my brain busy. I became a life coach and I became a wellness coach and I became a spiritual coach. So I've been trying to share my story, which is part of my therapy, part of my treatment plan. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I've been just sharing my story. You know, I I haven't made an income from it. I just do it because I love it. And I wanna advocate for people to take care of themselves. And I was that person that did not take care of myself. I didn't exercise, I didn't eat well. I drove an hour to work, an hour back. And then I was busy mom and wife and take care of my family. Right. So I'm trying to really advocate to people, put yourself first. It is not selfish because you don't want to end up like I did or worse. Right. You want to be there for your family. And sometimes you think the self care is selfish, but it's not. You have to take care of yourself. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last couple of years to just share my story. I'm a total open book. Like if people have any questions for me, ask away i don't have anything to hide and i want i want people to
0: take care of themselves right in in your speaking just now what i'm getting it's sometimes we go through things we have no idea why like you said we have our we can we can dissect our lives we can say you know this is our five year 10 year. 20 year plan. Uh, and but thank God, right. And so okay. th- things happen. And I'm a firm believer that whenever we go through something is to level us up, okay. you know, uh, in, I believe we do this so that we can help other people like you're doing right. Uh, because we wouldn't have, um, we wouldn't have that mentality. Like you said, and I'm not saying this as you, but prior to having this happen, you could probably have looked at someone and said, oh, well, they don't look like they're disabled or they don't look like, like they look perfectly normal. And we go through these things to say, wait a minute. Nope. You know, and, and sometimes it's just like God's way of saying, okay, we're going to deal with this. We're this, is you're going to go through this. I'm going to get you through it. You're going to get it on the other side, but it's yeah. to help somebody else. And in those moments, I don't know about you. I've had several of them. I'm like, geez, like seriously, uh, uh, you know, and why I don't say why me anymore. It's like, why not me so that I can, you know, I, I'm a firm believer as I'm holding my dad's hand, as he's dying, I'm saying, okay, well, we're going to d- use this for something good. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I totally hear that in your story. Uh, I truly, um, and it is, a, it is a blessing in disguise really i think yeah Yeah. so i know you said you have some books there show us your books and let's tell them where you can get them
1: before i show you i just want to go i want to kind of speak on that piece that um the whole why did this happen to me like at the beginning i was angry right like why did this Mm -hmm. happen to me why like i had everything planned out and my career and my happy home life and everything. And exactly like you said, the universe just stepped in and was like, oh, you need to stop and slow down. Literally, Mm -hmm. like you need to slow down to the point of you can't even do anything. (laughs) But I always look now like, okay, this is a lesson. And it's become a blessing because now instead of teaching 25 little ones a year, I can teach unlimited number of people. Right. Maybe not kids so much, but yeah, maybe teenagers, maybe adults. So yeah, I just, there's definitely a reason that I'm still here. I shouldn't be here. I know medically I, when I go to a medical professional and tell them what happened to me, they're like, what the heck? Like, how are you even here? (laughs) So it's, and I kind of say, I know I'm kind of a miracle, but whatever. (laughs) But yeah, it's been, um, it's been, it's been humbling because I loved my job, right? And I get—I mm-hmm. still get teary when I think about, oh, I'm not, you know, I have a lot of teacher friends still that I keep in touch with and it, it's sad, but I think there's a reason I'm still here and I'm going to do something different. So yes, okay. so this is what I've been doing. So um, my kids, when they were little, I used to recite a poem to them every night and then I decided I would write it down one day and publish it. And so I had it in a note on my phone for 15 years. And finally last year, I was like, well, I think I'll I think I'll uh, do this. So it looks like it's a cartoon book, but actually inside is all real life pictures. I'm trying to move. Right. Oh I see the backwards things throw me off. The backwards. Yeah. Um so it's called I Love You More Than a Bedtime Poem. And um, I dedicated it to my teenagers and they were like oh that's so cringy mom and I'm like <laughs> yeah well okay hopefully you'll hopefully you'll appreciate it one day so it's it's really good it's the educator in me too because it's a poem so poems help little ones learn how to read much easier so I love you more than a bedtime poem that's my first one and then because of my love of journaling and my love of, during my recovery, taking care of myself, I needed to find a journal that would um, hit on all the pieces that I wanted to hit on. So drink my water every day, because we need to drink our water, eight glasses a day. Uh, Do my gratitude, because there were mornings that I would wake up and I would be miserable and just be in my funk of why me, why did this happen? But I realized that gratitude, even three simple gratitudes, like, oh, I have running water. Uh, Oh, I have a roof over my head. Oh, I have my family with me. Like, just three simple gratitudes, even if you're having the worst day ever doing that gratitude. Um, I'm also big on affirmations. I'm big on, like, I need an action. Like, just even three small actions today. Like, oh, I'm going to shower. Like, that's an action I need to take. So put Mm -hmm. that on my list. So I couldn't find anything. So I was like, well, I'll just make my own. (laughs) Because that's the kind of person I am. And I just, (laughs) I might as well just do it myself. If, if May as happens. well. There we go. In, so this exactly. one is called Heartfelt Inspiration, Daily Motivational Journal. And it has, I actually love this because I'm such a planner, in case you didn't notice, control mm-hmm. control planner. Um, <laughs> it actually has like a full week at a glance. And then it has daily, huh? oh, here, so I'm backwards again. Daily habit trackers. So like drink Hi. your water, do your brain dump, which means just I sit and write. Um Do your meditation, do your gratitude, spend your time outside, get moving, good nutrition, yoga. I do yoga for gentle, restorative yoga. So anyway, this is my habit tracker. There's room for your weekly affirmation. I do my meal planning because I I have to plan meals. Otherwise, I I just need to. So that's in there. And then there's 13 weeks in here. And each week I've just done a motivational uh, quote on from myself and um, yeah, so it's 13 weeks, which equals a season or a quarter. So I did this one last spring in April, also this one. Mm -hmm. So these ones were published within a couple weeks of each other and I did everything self-published. So I designed the covers. I did everything myself because I needed to have something to do to keep my mind busy. Mm -hmm. So this one came uh, shortly after in April And then I decided to do a winter version. So this is the same as, oh, here we go again with the (laughs) backwards. So The same as this one, except it's got a little, it's changed a little bit. I've left more room for people to come up with their own habits here. So there's one basis. And then there's 13 more inspirational quotes by me. So there's 13 in this one and then 13 different in this one. So those are those. And then this is my last book that I published um, in November. I didn't get it until December because it takes a bit. It comes from uh, the U.S. because it's colored. If it's black and white, it comes from Canada. But if it's colored, it comes from the U.S. And I actually did not want to publish this because it's, it's a really sad book. It's sad and it gets dark. But it's actually a book of healing poetry. So... Uh, like I said, I love to heal through writing and I would find myself just writing, um, just writing from the heart and it's not rhyming poetry. It's just abstract poetry, but I was scared. I was scared to do this, but then I thought, you know what? There are going to be people that read it and hopefully they know it's okay that you can be angry and mad. So it's called persistence over pain. And I went with like a floral theme. So the beginning of the book is all in black and white. So it's called the pain chapter and it's all black and white. And my mom read it and she cried. She was like, I'm sorry that you went through that. And I'm like, mom, I mean, like it's okay, right? Yeah. And then you get into the persistence chapter, which is colored and more hopeful.
0: Right. So yeah. I love that idea. That was, that was brilliant. You know, because we we all go through seasons yeah. and, you know, the dark side and, and then the light side. And I love that you did that. And it's, it's not only the expression and let's face it, guys, life is not all freaking roses. So to have those dark times yeah. and to talk about them. Um, you know, and then to go ahead and publish it that like that—that that, that takes courage. So, thank you for doing that. Uh, and seriously, like we all go through the pain. So, trying to pretend that it doesn't exist just really isn't even. Um, yeah, you're it's just not just human. Yourself, you know? right? You're just it, exactly
1: yourself, and you're kidding, kidding yourself. And my kids know, like. It, I don't hold anything back. Like I've always been, I've always been that person that would be like, I'm going to say it like it is and I'm going to share my story. So I've gotten even more vocal about it. And like the whole mental health stigma, it really upsets me that we're not talking about it. And it's, it's like taboo to be, you know, having PTSD or having anxiety or depression, or I'm like, I mean, I have, two handfuls of diagnosis just with my mental health. So, and that's not even my cognitive impairments. Right. So,
0: right. Anyway. And, and I getting back to that. Yes. uh, This is the year that we're going to break that stigma because I, uh, I find that in, in talking with a lot of different people, obviously being on the show and, and prior to getting them on the show, that that has been the number one thing that people are struggling with. Like when COVID hit, and here in Windsor, where I live now, um, it, it and it wasn't talked about, everything else was talked about, but the people that were dying per day. Like we had 15 that I knew of that were dying a day here in my town. And so that to me was scary. Like yeah. not, uh, you know, not only cause they lost their jobs, but the, you know, they can't provide for their family. Uh, and the, a lot of people were going homeless, because of that situation and they lost hope. Um, You know, where there's, where there's breath, there's hope is what I always say. And, um, you know, I, it's my uncle took his life Christmas day, 20, I think we're at 24 years ago. And that was never talked about inside my family. It was barely talked about until I decided, okay, this is enough bullshit. So for the last three years, I've been really vocal about it, really getting out there about it nobody else in my family talks about it, but that's fine. Uh, You know, I figure maybe, maybe they will. Uh, They talk amongst themselves, but no one's been, like, I mean, like, shouting it from the rooftops, right? Um, And a lot of people have this stigma where, oh, it's selfish. Well, you know what? You have no idea what that person's living with inside their head. And for them to get to that degree that they're going to end it, um, you know, to me, that's not being selfish. They, They just they're in so much pain, they don't even know how to step forward. Uh, And so breaking that stigma, and that's why we want to get people the help they need first before they get to that point. You know, like, even if you're just having a thought about it, reach out to somebody. Um, (laughs) And, and, and I've been very, very passionate about this, you know, we, we helped our veterans with that last year. We're going to continue to help them, but we're also bringing to the table, um, this year men's vulnerability as well. Uh, and you know, I, have been talking to a lot of men and professional men that are like, yeah, they can't take it anymore. And I'm just like, holy shit. You know? So when we're at this level, this is like now a, um, not nationwide problem. This just is it, you know, uh, an Ontario problem or a US problem. This is like across the board. So we really need to break that stigma, like you said, continue to share our stories, give people hope, because, you know, we're we're no different than anybody else in the world. We're just here sharing our story so that somebody else can uh, thrive through their situations. You know, um, so I, I love that you said that.
1: Yeah, I love, well, and I love, The fact that you brought up, like, I know the whole pandemic and we want to be done with that, right? But going through this and the pandemic on top of it has been, like, just insane, really. Like, it's just been been unfathomable because not only did I have to heal with all this, but now I have this piece on top. Like, my family couldn't come into my doctor appointments. I couldn't even go see my doctor's. I had to do phone calls like I'm trying to heal and I can't see a doctor like there's been a lot. And I know a lot of people are really struggling with mental health, just the normalcy of living living in fear for two and a half years, right? So yeah. I think I think speaking out and, you know, telling people it's like I keep saying it's OK to not be OK. It's OK. It's OK to get mad. It's OK to scream. It's OK to whatever, like don't be violent towards people, obviously. but. You want to get, you want to get that anger out and holding it in and bottling it up is not good. So if you can write your feelings and burn them, you know, like get angry. And I do that all the time. I'm like, mm, write it down. Okay. It's thrown out, right? It's yeah. burned. whatever. Um yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that we need to do to get this ball rolling. And I'm, I'm ready to work on whatever, because I think it's so important and advocating for mental health and kids and teens, and they've suffered a lot, like my own teens, right? Like yeah. it's been a, just a whirlwind couple of years for everyone. And
0: yeah, I was going to say, how did your, how did your children and your husband, you know, react to the, Well, from the beginning till now, for the over the last four years, Um, it had to have affected them somehow. Oh
1: yes, it has affected our family.
0: Huge, huge. Um, Of
1: course, mom did everything right, so Ryan had to step up, and my kids were. So my son's turning fourteen this month, and my daughter's turning eighteen. So they were, you know, nine and nine and thirteen. Yeah, so they were they were they were young. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Nine and 13. Yes. Um, So they had to start doing things around the house. They had to do more. And probably Mm -hmm. they talked to their friends and like, I didn't have to do those chores. Well, you have to help mom. She can't do them. So my husband's been amazing. He has been like, takes over everything that we need. He's had to work extra hours, you know, to supplement income. And um, yeah, my kids have really struggled. They, even with, without the COVID, right? Like Mm -hmm. to not know that mom might not be okay. That's scary for them. So we do a lot of, you know, we do a lot of talking about our feelings and really communicate and share your worries. It's okay. If you're worried about mom, like, and they know how important it is to, Mm -hmm. for me to have my hot bath Epsom salt bath every night. So they know, go have your bath, mom. You didn't have your bath yet. Okay. And, I don't feel guilty because I know that I need that. And I know I need a nap and Mm -hmm. you need to make supper one day this week because you're 14 and almost 18. Like, so they've been awesome, but it's been hard. It's been a hard, it's been a hard go, but I'm really lucky. I have such a supportive family and my friends and you know, I could call my friends and say, hey, I need you to come bring me a meal tonight. And they would do it like or come clean my house or, you know, whatever. So I'm my parents are awesome. My siblings are awesome. And my kids and my husband and friends. So it's been I've been lucky. I've been really lucky because there are some survivors that I know that don't have that support. So
0: it's it's been really important to have them. So I've been lucky absolutely i i've been saying for the last uh oh i found my tribe about three years ago let's just put it that way and yeah. it's funny i i did it through networking on linkedin and i found i, I was actually gearing up i was asking somebody about their being on their podcast because i had wrote a book prior to co- uh, just when COVID hit too just sharing my life stories and, and things like that and i thought okay so now i'm in the network mode so um I was supposed to be on this lady's podcast. And she goes, wait a minute, you need to talk to this woman named Jen. And so Jen and I have been friends, like ever since then, she she connected with me, got a bunch of my books because she had this Jen's Happy Mail at the time. And so through that connection, um, I found my tribe because she led me to seven other women that uh, have gotten me through the worst times of my life. I thought, I thought I'd gone through some pretty rough shit in my, in my childhood and things like that, but that's nothing compares you, uh, to losing uh, a parent yeah. through cancer, especially, um, you know, just watching in those moments. Um, and, and so having your tribe is important. Uh, like you said, you know, you, and my family, um, what's left of it, like we, we went through we used to have a humongous family. Uh, my dad was the oldest of five. Now there's one left. Um, I have one grandparent left, one parent left. Uh, so just grateful for what I do have, um, and not focusing on what I don't have. And in the, in these experience, um, you know, I'm not afraid to die. What I'm afraid of is 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 not living to my full potential. And I think that's why you know that's what keeps me going. That's so uh, good. That's so and, good. And, and, you know, everybody's, some people's different people are afraid of different things. And it's like, no, I'm not afraid of death. If I was to go tomorrow, there's more people waiting for me on the other side than there is here, which it gives me a little bit of comfort. But the thing of it is like, uh, the thing of it is, I want to help more people, you know? And, and so I know no matter what we go through, it's just a season. Yeah. and Don't let the season take you out.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. So. Yeah, we're actually, um, like, talking about celebrating life and living your best life, right? And so this summer, my husband and I will be married 20 years in August.
0: Congratulations. And
1: it'll be my, thank you, it'll be my fifth AOR anniversary. So we call that my AOR anniversary, the day I almost died. And my 44th birthday. So we're going to have a big celebration this year. And we're going to have our tribe. And we're going to, yeah, it's going to be great. So we try to celebrate the, you know, like, even though it's sad that this is my day that I almost died, but it's also the day I lived. So it's, um, it's about celebrating the small things and the small victories. And, you know, like we had a really scary couple of weeks ago when I had to get rushed to the hospital, but now we're reconnecting again and like, okay, the kids are helping more and like, yeah, yeah, it's just, you've got to, you've got to take whatever is whatever crappy hand is dealt to you, you take it and you roll with it. So it's just been, it's been a learning experience. It's been a growing experience. As an educator for 20 years, I am a lifelong learner and I'm taking all these lessons and challenges and, oh, it's another bump on my road. So I probably have a connective tissue disorder. What are we going to do about it? We'll figure it out. Like we'll, we'll just figure it out. So yeah it's been it's been a it's been a ride it's been a wild and crazy ride i've got my next book on the go it's going to be a self-help book so i'm sharing all my tips and tricks and you know positive tidbits and sad things too so i'm working on that and just taking time to meet new people like you reconnect (laughs) right so yeah
0: it's been good where's the best place that people can okay first of all get a hold of your books because i believe everybody should go out today grab a copy of one of your books i love the journals uh so where can people read uh find one of those journals
1: yeah so i'll i'll give you the link when we're done but it's at lulu.com and it's a self-publishing website where you do everything yourself like i said i design the cover mm-hmm. i do the meat and potatoes inside the book and do the back cover design so it's lulu.com and You can either search Jessica McCracken or you can search Jessica Bezler. I have two last names. My husband thinks it's ridiculous because they're both long, but (laughs) I'm like, I'm writing a book. I'm putting my full name on there because I used to be Bezler. I still am, but I'm also Mm -hmm. a McCracken. So, uh, lulu.com. And then I also have a website called empowereveryday.ca. So that's my coaching name Empower every day. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram also. So I'll give you all that all that info if anybody wants
0: um wants that info um
1: yeah, yeah that's and
0: uh, yes so definitely um it will I'll be in the show notes too so definitely get a hold of Jessica uh you know not only is it helping yourself but you're helping the McCracken family you know because <laughs> uh, like you said your husband's working extra hours so yeah. um you know let let's let's by you sharing your story, you've blessed others. So let them bless you back. Be open and receptive to receiving that. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's something that I've had to work on because, you know, as a giver, you just want to give, 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 right. but then the universe is saying, okay, well then you're never going to receive, right? So let's, let's t- turn that back. Cause this is the year of uh, everybody wins. Yeah. It has to be a win-win situation for everybody. So go get your, one of Jessica's journals or books. Uh, and, uh, if you have children, small children, I love that ch- children's yeah. book, uh, the nighttime,
1: yeah, the the nighttime the, ones. The chil- yeah, the, the, the I love you more than yeah, a bedtime book. Yes. So if, if anyone's local, so I live between Tilbury and Merlin, Ontario. Uh, I go to Windsor once in a while. I go to Chatham. Um, I'll be in London for some appointments. But yeah, reach out. And if you want to come pick up a book or I can get it to you. I have, uh, physical copies here. So if you don't want to do the online thing, um, yeah. And I appreciate in advance, but like you said, I'm just doing this to help me heal. It's been, it's been very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It's been, um, really helpful for me. So.
0: Right. Well, and I think, I think God gives us these talents so that yes, to help other people, but then, you know, he wants us to prosper us too. Right. So I really, I really believe in that.
1: Trust me, up, uh, I
0: never used to think that I used to always just know, let's give it for free. No, not anymore. This no, girl is okay. like, why would I should I work three jobs? <laughs> when, uh, you know, just, you know, and, and somebody brought that to my attention uh, earlier. And like, you know, if, if and you can help more people that way. Uh, and i'm like because i want to help the world right so that's so good by working ourselves to death is not gonna accomplish that
1: (laughs) i was gonna say when i was a kid you know you dream of what you're gonna be when you grow up
0: and Mm -hmm. my
1: three things were i want to be a teacher i want to be a librarian and i want to be an author so i've already hit two I'm trying there to we go. That. I've already hit two out of the three, so maybe I'll be a librarian one day. I don't know, but
0: yeah, maybe you have I, your own library ooh, with all yeah, your I'm books. Gonna,
1: I like that. I actually am sitting in my library room right now, so
0: okay, there <laughs> it's you like go. my
1: office library Lego room. Um, <laughs> and I was going to say something else. Oh, when I was a kid, I used to be that student that got chose every year to do the creative writing workshops. Do you remember that in public yep. school? You'd yeah. go to St. Clair College and you'd do some writing. I thought I was so geeked out about that. So, <laughs> my my teachers in grade school might be like, "Oh, she wrote books. That's exciting." So,
0: very cool. I love all of that. So normally at this time of the show, we would have my, my business partner, Kimberly Genovese come on, uh, she's under the weather. Um, and so if you're a praying person, pray for her. She's uh it's just a head cold, but it's just, it's taken over her body. Uh, so she's resting. So with that, um, and I probably didn't even spring this on you, Jessica, because it, it was like a last minute thing that we decided to to do this show, this episode. Um, so we do what's called the fundamentals because sometimes our subjects can be kind of deep and dark and, but we always want to leave people on a happy positive note. And so we have some fun at the end. So if you could leave people, when you leave this earth, what are the three things that you would want somebody to um, really take away? Hmm. That's, that's, that's
1: a, oh that's a good one. Well, I think number one is take care of your health. Like without your health, you have nothing. Right. So I yeah. didn't, I didn't have that taking care of me part in my life and this is what's happened. So number one, your health, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Like you can have millions of dollars, you can have hundreds of friends, but if you do not have your health, that, that would be number one for me. Number one. Right. Uh, number two, speak up, speak up about your mental health, speak up about your story. You never know who is listening. So I've, I've got social media for my empower every day and, you know, you don't always get likes or comments or whatnot. And so sometimes I think, Oh, why am I even sharing this? Like, like, is any, hello, is anyone listening? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Sorry, I have so many alarms and I didn't shut them off before we started because that's another piece. I have so many alarms because if I don't have all these alarms, I will forget to do things. So sorry about that. It'll probably go off again because I just hit snooze. Um, So, yeah, number two, speak out, like speak your truth. Don't be Mm. don't be scared of what people are going to think because I've been through so much that I don't care what people think anymore. Like (laughs) I, I do not care. And and I'm not trying, that's not, I'm not being rude. I'm just like, I don't care because I need to take care of me. So speak out. You never know who's going to be listening because I've had so many people reach out privately to me to say, Oh my goodness. Like, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing that really Mm -hmm. sad thing that happened the other day because I am going through it too. So you just never know who's going to resonate with you and who you're going to help. Even if they don't tell you that you helped them, you've helped somebody. So I, at least I take a little comfort in that, like knowing, Oh, okay. Maybe even if I've helped just one person and guess what, that one person might just be me because I need to do this therapeutically to speak out. So yeah. So number one, health, number two, speak out, speak your truth share your story speak out about the mental health piece like if mm-hmm. you struggle with anxiety reach out to me and say hey what are some of your tips for going to the hockey arena that you've never been to that's going to make your make you so upset physically like cuz i get physical anxiety symptoms and they're not always good but yeah mm-hmm. so speak out number 3 well i have lots of wisdom i'm actually going to have 10 tips in my self help book about how to like live your best life. So I'm not gonna give all my secrets away. No,
0: you gotta Um, wait for that book to come out. (laughs) Number
1: three, I think think this would have to do with relationships because I've always been a relationship person, even like, I would even have principals and co-teachers say, Jess, you are all about relationships with your kids. And I think Mm. that's number one, like foster those relationships that love you back. Take good care of the people that love you and show you the love you need. Because sometimes we focus too much on people that don't really focus on reciprocating. So relationships are a big part of my life. Like, especially now when, you know, I, I'm i home and I'm not working every day. So I'm kind of isolated. So I really mm-hmm. work on those relationships. And like meeting new people like you, Dorothy, we were together la- not last night wait thursday, thursday yeah. yeah so it's it's nice to foster and find like you said your your soul yeah. tribe your your tribe that people yeah. that just lift you up and inspire you and motivate you and make you feel good if you have not if you do not feel good after you've been around people those are not your people
0: exactly <laughs> So <laughs> stay I away that, yeah
1: like i think that i've really i've really learned a lot about myself and about mm-hmm how I connect with others and relationships over these last few years, because when you've gone through something as traumatic as I have, you find out real quick who your friends are and -hmm. who's there to support you and who's there to understand, like, I'm not the same Jess I was. And I've been through a lot mentally. Right. So I've changed a lot too. And, Mm -hmm. um, just finding your, finding your soul sisters. I, I have most, obviously as a woman, you have mostly Friends that are women. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I call them my sparkle sisters. Like I'm you want to connect with them. And even if you don't see them for months, you still know they're there for you. Like I have friends that I could call and just say, I need you here right now. Mm-hmm. And they'd be there, right? So That's yeah, awesome. relationship. So I guess those are my three, right? The relationship building. Deal, like focus on your health. Self-care is not selfish. Um the whole speak out your truth, share your story, share your struggles. Mm -hmm. It's okay because somebody might resonate with you and you might help someone. And then your relationships, you need to really focus on fostering those relationships that make you walk away at the end of the day and say, Oh my gosh, she makes my heart happy or he makes my heart happy. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'm really lucky that that I have so many great friends. And like I said, my husband and I are, you know, we've been through a lot and it's helped us build stronger foundations. So, and your family, of course, your family that's supportive. So
0: yeah, I I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said on your number two, where, you know, you put all this content out and, and people, you don't get a lot of likes or shares, but here's the thing. You're right. I, I did for the first year before I just decided to start the show. Uh, I had a coach that said, go live every day on Facebook. Back then I had one, one platform that I use. Now I'm up to four. Uh, but um, she's like, and just say what's from your heart. And so I did that for an entire year, five days a week. And you know, started to, to build a following. No one commented a damn thing. So I was getting frustrated. I was just like, I'm going to stop this. Like, what is it really helping? Why am I even doing this? Um, and then I had somebody reach out to me and said, because of you, I am still here today. And I was just like, Wow. Um, oh, I so I yeah, I'm, I'm getting chills too. So yeah. <laughs> now that, now that I said that, but, and so I figured, okay, so I've saved one, so let's continue to save the rest. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's funny because I, you know, now that I've, we've been doing this for three years, yes, I, I get more comments and things like that, but there are some posts that doesn't get anything. So I don't look at that. I build it the, I look at it as like a relationship building thing that I, I, I did what God wanted me to do. I put the message out there for the day that was on my heart and he wanted me to talk about, uh, so, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many likes, uh, John, one of my guests that was on, his name is John. I forget his last name, but he says, um, don't live your life for likes live it for love. Oh, I love and, that. and for, be, and just bringing it back to family because we can I can get so wrapped up in helping others that sometimes, you know, my my I say is first, but sometimes my family is not always uh, top priority because I'm so busy helping others. So this is the year of changing that around, you know, putting God first, myself second, and my family third, and then the rest of you all follow um, because, you know, as, as a recovering people pleaser, we want to save the world uh oh, and yeah. and and not think about ourselves and that's how we get into these diseases oh, um yeah. because you know and, and it takes a toll on our body and i'm just learning learning that right so uh, like you, i love what you said taking care of yourself is not selfish uh, so actually, definitely uh, focus on that i
1: i love that and i actually wrote uh this is me being the teacher and like Liking to create content and such. I wrote a program. That's a six week program. It's called rise up after getting knocked down. I wrote it last winter and I, I presented it to some people. Um, I had some volunteers take it on. Uh, I offered it for, for free yet again, offering it for free. Right. (laughs) Um, but it's, but
0: you're changing that this year.
1: Okay. (laughs) There's a whole um, week, like it's six weeks, the program and there's a whole week on self care isn't selfish. And we have to get out of that mentality that it is because as women and society, we're taught to rush, 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 take care of everyone else. People pleaser. I say that I'm a past people pleaser because I've learned to say no. I've had to learn to say no. And so, and boundaries. Like I just had a conversation with a friend last night about boundaries and how you have to set boundaries like, sorry, mm-hmm. um, I can't do that. I need to rest today. And nope, I'm not coming to that event because it's too much. And when I overdo things, it's not good for me. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. very important. Self-care is, I would say that should have been one of my points. Can I take, <laughs> can I make four? <laughs> sure. All right, four. number four, <laughs> take care of yourself. Self-care, yeah. it's so important. It's not selfish, yeah. so. Anyway, I guess yeah. that goes with taking care of your health. So yeah. that's that's one B.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, I thank you so much for joining us, Jessica. I think everybody that is listening to this episode, uh, don't forget we are not only here on wherever platform you're looking, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter, uh, but we're also now on Roku. So go check out our channel over there. Yes, we're we'll potential to be. Is it's well, it's, it's like Netflix, it's like Netflix, but it's a, it's a different app. So, uh, so yeah, we're officially on Roku as of the 13th of February. So hop on over there. Uh, so potentially in front of 65 million households, uh, worldwide. So yes, we're excited. We're always growing. So let us know, uh, where you're listening in from connect with us. We'd love to hear from you and, uh, you know, and, and so, yes, go check out Jessica's, um, websites. Definitely go get one of your, one of her journals, support the McCracken family. And, uh, I, I love every bit of that and she's going to be charging for that six week course. So stay tuned. (laughs) Uh, and, or whether it's even making a donation. That's up to you though. That's your business platform. Uh, just suggestion. Uh, trust me, I'm speaking this out because it's something that I myself have had to learn uh, in, in a huge way. Uh, so with that being said, we appreciate all of you. Uh, Jessica, do you have any last words before we close this up?
1: No, thank you very much for allowing me to, to speak up. It's been a little while since I've shared my story. So it's been nice to reconnect with people and, Yeah, reach out and say hi on social media, private message me. Uh, My cell phone is on the website if anybody wants to text. If you're having a yucky day and you need somebody to help you smile a little, I'm here. Uh, My email will be on my website. And Dorothy, thank you so much for reconnecting. And I look forward to spending more time with you as well.
0: Absolutely. Yes, we have a golf tournament to put together now. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I am circling my next tribe. <laughs> oh, great. Yes, I, I love it. <laughs> yes. So remember guys, be unstoppable in all that you do. And I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Bonnie Herb with Be Oily with Bonnie. So for all your Deterra oil needs, go to www.beoilywithbonnie.com or simply give her a text at 810-414-0929. With that, we'll see you next week and bye for now.
1: Take care.